We believe that all men are created equal. The magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hey. It's a segment of your imagination. Randy Roach Show. Turn up your mind. A bipartisan group of senators is closing in on a framework, but lead Republican negotiator Texas Senator John Cornyn telling me it will be far more limited. I think a, a focus on mental health and criminal background history is probably going to be the most productive. And as victims' families plead for change, Every tear I cry is a fuel for my action. We're not their children. We're their constituents. Amen. And they need to do their job. Some Republicans signaled they are not on board with raising the age to purchase a semi-automatic rifle. Could we ask you if you would support raising oh, yeah. the age limit um, for our semi-automatic rifles? At the federal level? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Probably not. Those AR-15 style rifles were used by the 18-year-old suspects in both the Uvalde and Buffalo mass shootings. Sources tell me this morning that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has privately expressed openness to raising the age to purchase those weapons privately. to 21, but I'm told he is not pushing for that to be included in the final package. <laughs> the House will vote on a measure today that would do just that, but it faces an uphill challenge in the Senate. This is, this is, uh, this is quite a country, isn't it? Uh, but this is the country that they intended it to be. And by them, I mean the base of the uh, GOP, of the uh, grand old pedophiles. They they literally want uh, guns everywhere. I mean, in every nook and cranny, in school. I mean, when you, when you talk about uh, elementary schools, uh, just a few years ago, and you could say, you know, oh, they want guns. And people would say, you, you know what, you, you really need to stop lying, Randy. You really, really need to stop that. But that is true now, and we know it. Today, in Congress, there were hearings from victims, victims' families, survivors, and uh, people who survived the people who were shot in recent mass murders, in recent weeks, in just the last two weeks in this here country. There have been 34 more, 34 more, but we don't want to know about them. We don't want to hear about them. And uh, the news media doesn't want to tell you about them. They, um, I don't know, it's uh, too expensive to go to each and every town where there's mass shootings. I have no earthly idea. But you have fourth grade teachers who were wounded, protecting their children, playing dead, playing dead for 77 minutes. A 11-year-old girl who smeared blood from her friend who was dead on herself to play dead for 77 minutes, testifying today. You have the son of a woman, a grandma, who was murdered in a grocery store in Buffalo, testifying. You have the mom of a 21-year-old kid who happened to be in that grocery store, who was shot in the neck, in the back, and in the legs, and somehow survived in Buffalo, telling Americans, this is exactly who you are. This is exactly who we are. This is the country that you've created. This is the country that was born in blood. It's like an episode of Dexter. But she's not wrong. That's the problem. 
She's not wrong. Domestic terrorism exists in this country for three reasons. America is inherently violent. This is who we are as a nation. The very existence of this country was founded on violence, hate, and racism, with the near annihilation of my native brothers and sisters. My ancestors brought to America through the slave trade were the first currency of America. Let me say that again for the people in the back. My ancestors, the first currency of America, were stripped of their heritage and culture, separated from their families, bargained for or auction blocks, sold, beaten, raped, and lynched. Yet I continuously hear after every mass shooting that this is not who we are as Americans and as a nation. Hear me clearly. This is exactly who we are. Hmm. Education. Majority of what I have learned about African-American history, I did not learn until I went to college, and I had to choose those classes. Why is that? Why is African-American history not a part of American history? African-Americans built this country from the ground up. My ancestors' blood is embedded in the soil. We have to change the curriculum in schools across the country so that we may adequately educate our children. Reading about history is crucial to the future of this country. Learning about other cultures, ethnicities, and religions in schools should not be something that is up for debate. We cannot continue to whitewash education, creating generations of children to believe that one race of people are better than the other. Our differences should make us curious, not angry. At the end of the day, I bleed, you bleed. We are all human. I mean, you can't, you know, I guess there are some psychos in the audience, uh, hello, uh, that would argue with her. <laughs> that's critical race theory. No, that's, that's American history is what it is. And this is exactly what kids need to learn in school from the very beginning. They need to understand that people came here, some because they wanted to, some in chains, some because they were fleeing war or violence in their own countries and had no place else to go, that we don't know who we are or how we were founded, that we don't understand basic stuff. Kids don't know about Indian removal or Andrew Johnson. They don't even know which president he was or why that is a thing. I mean, this is what leads to hostility. This is what leads to fear is not knowing. People are always fearful of the unknown. Make every person's immigration story known from the earliest points in an education and you could tamp down the hostility, the resentment, and the fear. I'm telling you right now, DHS put out a National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin today. The United States remains in a heightened threat environment as noted in the previous bulletin and sev several recent attacks have highlighted the dynamic and complex nature of the threat environment. In the coming months, expect the threat environment to become more dynamic as several high-profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. These targets could include public gatherings, faith-based institutions, schools, 
racial and religious minorities, government facilities, government personnel, U.S. critical infrastructure, the media, and perceived ideological opponents. Threat actors have recently mobilized to violence due to factors such as personal grievances, reactions to current events, and adherence to violent extremist ideologies, including racially or ethnically motivated or anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremism. I didn't see that on the news, but it needs to be on the news. Guns. The 18-year-old terrorist who stormed into my community armed with an AR-15, killing 10 people and injuring three others, received a shotgun from his parents for his 16th birthday. For Zaire's 16th birthday, I bought him a few video games, some headphones, a pizza, and a cake. You can see the difference, can't you? Responsible parenting, an intelligent, college-educated parent. And someone who gave a 16-year-old a gun for their birthday. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's not the same. It's not the same. There is an environment that's being encouraged in this country. An environment of violence. An environment of unhappiness, despair, resentment, hostility, and fear of the other. If we don't address any of that and leave the guns, hello.